the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey and Charleston, South Carolina, the host of Morrow Mornings and Teeing It Up present the Sunday Sprint with Luke Morrow and Jeremy Schilling. Good morning. Good morning. Does it feel weird hosting another show on Sundays? Because basically, this time of year, you're, year, you're seven days a week. Yeah, I feel like uh, Mike Francesa doing a talk show all week and then doing the football show on Sunday morning. Not bad. Uh, well, thankfully for you, this one's just 15 minutes and, and we BS more than most shows. So anyway, <laughs> um, I, I, as a host of a show, now you're not a hot take guy. Have you gotten in any hot takes yet so far in Charleston? I mean, I wouldn't call it hot takes. I, I can be uh, opinionated about things, but there, there are things that I uh, truly believe in, and there are things that are well-researched that I can back up. So, you know, I don't consider them hot takes, um, but, I don't know, maybe, maybe others would. Okay, so let's talk about this. We have our first London game this week, Seattle-Oakland. We're not going to talk about this game. But every John Gruden quote I see is, we need a pass rusher. So, we, you know, we need a pass rusher, we need a pass rusher, we need a pass rusher. Um, and, yeah, you traded Khalil Mack. So where does that trade rank is, is, is one of the worst, in, in, in the pantheon of worst sports trades in the history of sports, going back to the Olympics in Athens, Greece. Where does that rank? Well, here's the thing. I'll say, I'll put it high on the list because of how things turned out. But I will give Gruden the benefit of the doubt because I don't think anybody saw what Khalil Mack is doing currently. I don't think anybody saw that. Yeah, he's a very good player. We know he's one of the best defensive players. But he had, what, a strip sack in four straight weeks? I, I think that was the first time that's ever happened. Like, he's doing historic things right now. So I'll give Gruden somewhat of a benefit of the doubt because while he is a very good player, I think he's even playing better than anyone anticipated so it would be hard to expect this performance and I think if Gruden knew this is how he was going to play this year he'd probably keep him around but at the end of the day you know it was going to be hard to pay him in the first place so they had to try to get something for him but it's just funny that yeah the Bears will lead the league in fact and the Raiders are last in the league in fact and right now Matt may be the MVP because we're seeing in comparison to these two teams how valuable he has been the Cardinals um, are going to face your Vikings today. Cardinals, obviously, with a rookie quarterback in Joshua Rosen. You guys with the great, great, great Kirk Cousins, who decided that the Jets were not good enough for him. Um, I don't know why I keep saying that, but I keep saying that. Um, this is a 1 p.m. game. Um, it'll air on the Fox Television Network. How do you feel about this game, sir? I feel very confident, but the last time the Vikings had one of these games was when they got embarrassed by the Bills in the biggest uh, upset or biggest surprise, if you will, in Vegas history for the NFL. So uh, it should be an easy win today for the Vikings at home against the Cardinals, but growing up a Vikings fan, you learn quickly that nothing comes easy for this team. So we'll see how they respond. But this is one, you know, they're, they're, they're not off to the start they would like, but here's their opportunity. If Arizona at home, and then no offense to you, but you got the Jets next week, which for a team like the Vikings, who is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, that should be a win. So now you can get three straight victories here, and you start going on the right track. But, of course, you have to win these games that you're supposed to. So they better come out and bury the Cardinals today like you're supposed to. Um, 
what's interesting to me about you guys is 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 your two two and one, your ten point favorites. Um, you've you know you've had one of these seasons that's been kind of weird. You, you've had some crazy finishes. You've had crazy catches, which will be on highlight reels. You come off a, a bizarre and nuts 23-21 victory against the Eagles, kind of back and forth. Um, a game that had more controversy, a game that, if I remember correctly, was won on the very last possession. Do I have that right? Uh, no, it was it was it was not it was not one on the on, on the very last possession. You won it with two fifty one left in the fourth, um, on a Dan Bailey field goal. First of all, have you found the kicker you are comfortable with? <laughs> I don't think the Vikings ever will. I mean, no matter who they bring in, I think it's just like a, a, a curse of the Vikings. But I, I do trust Dan Bailey. He had a he had a rough start to that day with a couple of missed kicks. Kept it a game. Otherwise, that, that really should have been a blowout. Um, there was an opportunity for the Vikings to make it three to three if they converted on a couple of field goals and uh, uh, another drive where they they stalled out. But and, and that's exactly my point. Your margin, your total margin of victory this year is ten points. Like, do you think you can actually win some games going away for once? <laughs> the Vikings never do. I mean, hopefully today is that day, but. But I, I still do trust Bailey. That's why I was concerned with a rookie kicker to begin with, with, with all the talent they have, that they were going to put, you know, kind of a exactly. on the line. Yeah. Rookie kicker to start the year. That, that decision puzzled me. I, to begin with. I'm glad they moved on. Hopefully Bailey will be okay. One last Vikings thing. Adam Thielen, Thieline, Thieline, I believe is the correct pronunciation. Um, yeah, he, he's he's insane. He, he's up there with Odell Beckham in terms of, of catches that you just don't see coming. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. Um, he may not be as flashy like with the one-handed catches, but yeah, he makes some phenomenal catches. Yes, he does. And, and in traffic, we have Jets-Colts today honoring the Super Bowl three team at halftime. Um, this is a, a curious game for me um, because the Jets emphatically, emphatically won last week, which, um, Luke, as, as you know, rarely happens that the Jets uh, win something emphatically, and they did it with a two-pronged ground game with Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell um, and a defense that actually stood up in a big spot and, and played for their coordinator, Casey Rogers, who is out right now covering, uh, sorry, combating a serious illness. They beat the Broncos 34-16 last week. Um, this, this, to me, is an interesting game. You have a, a powerful offense uh, in, that the Colts have. The Jets' offense seem to have found the rhythm by returning to an effective running game to set up the pass. And Robbie Anderson reemerged as a, as a huge threat after being pretty much dormant with, with um, um, excuse me, Sam Darnold passing a lot to Quincy Anunwa and getting too happy with him or just, or just underneath routes. They, 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 they effectively defended the underneath routes, which was the biggest problem in the game against Jacksonville. Um, can they defensively go up against one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league in Andrew Luck? And can they effectively run the ball to set up the pass this week in, instead of the reverse? Yeah, you know, Andrew Luck is quietly, I would say, having a, a very good year. I mean, statistically, he's, a, he's off to one of his, his best seasons uh, as a pro. Which is crazy considering what he went through. Yes, and considering what he's going through where he has uh, still a bad offensive line, uh, no run game, 
And the only good receiver, really, is T.Y. Hillen, who's been hurt. I mean, he still has no weapons around him. He's throwing it 60 times a game, coming off shoulder surgery. And he's playing really well. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he on a... Isn't he... He's, he's still on a practice pitch count or something? Just, just trying to, you know, uh, trying to uh, protect himself. He's one sixty-three at two forty-five for almost fifteen hundred yards, twelve touchdowns, five picks, and passer rating of ninety. I thought he was on a pitch count to begin with. I mean, they brought in uh, Jacoby Brissett earlier this year to throw the hail mary. And <laughs> actually, they got luck throwing it sixty-five times. So. Who knows? But Frank Reich said he wants to be aggressive, and they're certainly being aggressive. This is a game where, to me, on paper, uh, I think the Jets should win, especially when you look at what happened last week. Colts get embarrassed. They get blown out. The Jets are the ones doing the embarrassing to the Broncos. Uh, but for some reason, I just have a feeling of this one that Jets will have a letdown and the Colts will bounce back with the extra time off after getting embarrassed on national TV. And to me, the difference is the Colts have actually been really good in the red zone. Andrew Luck's able to get touchdowns when he gets down there. And, uh, you know, the Jets with uh, Sam Darnold sometimes are settling for field goals inside the red zone. So if you're going to trade field goals for touchdowns, I just like the Colts today for some reason. My dad and I were strongly considering going to this game. We'll be at next week's game against your Vikings, most likely. Um, But... um, they have a tendency of, of letdowns while we're in attendance, so I would not be surprised if, 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 if while we're not technically in attendance, um, things don't quite work out as well. You wanted to talk about Pincy. There's a new uh, football team. Uh, That's my new band name. Yes, Pincy. Uh, Cincy Pittsburgh, you wanted to talk about that game, so go ahead. Well, I mean, when you have to pick five games, that might as well be one of them on this week. But it's, uh, it's a big rivalry game. The Steelers at 2-2-1 two, two, and one are a team that I think is, is kind of getting right. They still have some issues on the defensive end. The running game is still inconsistent. But they're playing better now than they were the first couple of weeks. And I think the Steelers are going to start to turn the corner here. Bengals at 4-1. and one, And I've kind of... You know, I've kind of praised the Bengals, if you will, the last couple of weeks, especially when they were going up against the Dolphins, and we saw how that went. But uh, at the end of the day, this is a series that has been dominated by the Steelers. They've won, I think, six in a row, and they've won them by an average of like almost 10 points. I mean, the games haven't been close. Uh, they statistically just dominate the Bengals, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger always outplays Andy Dalton. So for the Bengals, you're at home. You're off to this 4 and one start. If you're for real, if you want to reveal yourself as one of the best teams in the conference, you have to find a way to win at home against your rival. And we'll see if Dalton's up to the test because the last couple of years he has not played well enough against Pittsburgh. Mr. Romo and Mr. Nance and Mr. Um, the great Mr. Uh, Romo Nance and, and Ms. Wolfson will be at Jacksonville, Dallas, 425 on the, on the CBS television network going to most of the country. Um, excuse me. We'll see if Dallas... Has excuse, whoa, excuse me, I apologize. Um, has any kind of momentum after last week? Saxonville against a defense against a, a, a offense that is missing a number one receiving threat of which Des Bryant said hi. <laughs> um, I'm 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 still here on the street. Um, uh-huh. uh, uh, by the way, surprised he's not been signed yet by anybody. Yes and no. I mean, he's had his opportunities. He's turned down the Ravens and the Browns. I don't know if he's waiting out for something better, if he wants more money, or if he's just not interested in playing. But, but yeah, I think I'm surprised that he's not on a team at this point. Um, so, anyway, um, we've got 
this game where, for me, this comes down to Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles has been hot and cold this year. Um, and I think, yeah, big spot, national TV, I think Dallas plays well. And not, that, and, and, and not that this turns into a shootout, per se. I think we're looking at like a 17-13 type game. But this is going to come down to if Blake Bortles actually wants to, to be a, a elite quarterback today. That, that's my two cents on this game. Yeah, Bortles has uh, been on and off every other week. And so this is supposed to be a good week after he played pretty bad last week against Kansas City. Uh, I think this could actually turn ugly at home for Dallas against Jacksonville. I think the Jaguars are a much better team than the Cowboys. And the Dallas the Cowboys are a bit of a mess right now. I mean, you have a receiver calling out the head coach, the head coach calling out the quarterback, uh, Jerry Jones calling out the head coach, the whole Des Bryant situation. And the Cowboys are, are, are a mess. And Jason Garrett now, according to Vegas, has become the most likely coach to get fired first this year. So, you know, the Cowboys got a lot of things going on. Jaguars are just a better team to me. I think they go into Dallas. I think they win pretty comfortably, and the seat gets even hotter for Garrett this week. Apologies. I may have said the win last week. They obviously lost in overtime 19-16 to the Texans. I, I had the wrong uh, uh, game in my head when I, when I may or may not have said it. If I didn't say it, then I, then I don't apologize for something I never said. Luke, did I say that? Uh, let's just say you did. Okay, thank you. Uh, very kind of you. Yes, um, they've been kind of hot, cold all year, um, and then, and that and that's a problem for for a team that had on paper enough weapons to contend. Um, look, Zach Martin's retirement. You can't overstate this. Ezekiel Elliott has not been um, the dominant running back that he needs to be. He only has 480 yards and two touchdowns on 93 carries. That's not good enough. Um, Zeke's got to be Zeke and set up everything else, and that's not quite the way it's working. So, yeah, that, that, that team is a bit of a mess and needs to improve. Um, and finally, we have Sunday Night Football, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady, the football messiah against the god of football. I don't know why I got so dramatic there. How do you see this playing out? Uh, I think it's a statement game for the Patriots. Uh, I think they kind of rolled tonight and show that they're still, you know, kind of the top dogs in the AFC. Uh, quarterback under 25 or 0 and 23 against Belichick. I know. love that Adam Schefter stat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and um, and then I guess even if the quarterback under 26, if you want to add quarterbacks who are 25, they're like 1 and 46. So you know, <laughs> young quarterback, slightly inexperienced, but uh, they really struggle against Belichick in that defense. So I think that. I think the Patriots roll tonight against Kansas City. Mahomes may have a pretty good game. My concern is more his defense that will be unable to keep Brady off the field, and in turn that will keep Mahomes off the field. And so I like the Patriots. Up. Isn't this one of those games where you feel like the Patriots are going to run for like a ridiculous number of yards, and it's like their highest rushing game of the year, and it's just such an outlier against everything else? It would help keep Mahomes off the field. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, exactly. This this feels as somebody who's tracked the Patriots for a long time. This feels like that game that they rush for just a ridiculous amount of yards, and it, they, they don't rush for anywhere close to it the rest of the year until the playoffs, when they finally get James White and all those and, and all those guys to uh, rush for the proper number of yards. It's crazy. It's just yeah. it's, it's just crazy how that show uh, um, how that. Uh, show, yeah, basically the show works every week. Luke, we are getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. So you gotta pick your game of the day. 
Well, with that said, I'm still going to go Sunday Night Football Chiefs Patriots game of the day. I am. I am going with that too. Your sleeper game. I'm going to say Rams Broncos only because it is snowing in Denver, and I love watching football in the snow. I think that allows the Broncos to keep it close, maybe even win at home. It is snowing in Denver. We have our first snow game, and it's, it's and it's just October what 14th today? Yeah, 14th. Yeah. Look at that. All right. 405 regional game. Uh, for those of you who are get, who are uh, getting a 1 p.m. Uh, CBS home game, that's the game you'll be getting, and uh, you get to enjoy a snow game on um, per Mr. Morrow. So enjoy that. Um, where was I going here? Um, yes, my uh, sleeper game is uh, Ram. Uh, sorry, I, every time I see Los Angeles, I say Ram. So apologies, Chargers. Browns. I think the Browns win this game and embarrass wow. Cleveland at home. Mm, I like it. I'm sorry. Embarrass the Chargers. Thank you, Dad, for the laugh. The Browns win this game and embarrass the Chargers. Thank you. Well, the Browns are so bad that even with a win at home, they could still embarrass the Chargers. See what going up at the uh, Jersey Turnpike two times in three days that does to your brain, Dad. It just, it just wipes it away. Um, uh, the uh, game to watch golf during some Champions Tour event, the SAS Championship. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say, you know, Monday Night Football, Packers Niners. Yes, uh, but that doesn't count because it's not Sunday. Um, okay, fine. I'll go Seahawks Raiders. I'll, I'll go um, uh, Bears Dolphins. I don't know. I can't watch the Dolphins. They're a boring team. Um, um, but yes, choosing the London game is not a bad option as well. Uh, your survivor game. Going right back to that Bears-Dolphins. It looks like Tannehill is doubtful. Uh, Bears are one of the more underrated teams. I think they blow out the Dolphins in Miami. Your Vikings. Oh, uh, I, I hope. Have I cursed you? Probably. Upset special. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I throw in a bonus one here. Upset special. Uh, hold on. I had one in mind. What was it? Um, uh, I'm trying to skim the games quickly. Uh, I don't know. I guess it was... Maybe I had... I guess the Broncos, I was going to say. Broncos are a seven-point underdog. Yeah. I'm, I'm rolling with the Broncos to cover that spread and probably went out right. Uh, the, the Bucks against Atlanta. I know the Falcons are horrible, but I'm just saying. I think the Bucs are going to lose that game. You're a player to watch, and you cannot say that these snow shovelers in Denver. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be watching. I, I, I love it. Uh, I, you know, I always go obvious every week. I think I'm going to go Pat Mahomes. Uh, I think he passed the test enough. He didn't play. You know, it's probably his worst game last week against Jacksonville in that defense, but he played well enough to get a comfortable win at home. Now let's see what he does going into New England on national TV, trying to stay undefeated. Isaiah Crowell, can he step up in a big spot? Um, uh, sorry, can he come come off a big game, banged up, and and uh, step up in a big spot to produce a two pronged rushing attack against the Colts? I just want to see what his next uh, celebration will be. Uh, yes. Um, it will not be one that draws a penalty. I will assure you of that. Luke, enjoy tomorrow mornings in Charleston. I appreciate it. Thank you. And that is all for teeing it up uh, for uh, the Sunday Sprint for today. We will see you next week.